and then she destroys the dark code in every universe. If mm-hmm. she was, you know, and they'll say women don't take accountability. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She said so. Looks like accountability to me. Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast, a podcast about bearded men with cloaks. Today, we're going to talk about Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, and we're going on a deep dive. We're going to talk about everything, the good, the bad, the strange. I apologize, I I had to say that. And joining me today, dream walking from across the multiverse, armed with the dark hole. They're here to help me pass the Bechdel test on this podcast. It's Zekara and Priscilla. Hi. Hi. Um, I, I'm sorry. I just love the fact that both of you just waved to camera, even though this is not a visual medium. I'm just like, this podcast is going, it's starting swimmingly. I love it. Thank you very much. Um, how are you guys doing? How are you guys, are you guys going to talk about Doctor Strange and Wanda and all the... Uh, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a tweet. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember who tweeted it, but someone tweeted, um, I, they can't believe that the movie didn't end with To God Be The Glory. And I was like, yes, I agree, because... I, I saw too much. <laughs> I saw too much. I felt like listening to Oceans by Hillsong. I was <laughs> <laughs> It was too much for me and my Christian sensibilities. I just saw zombie. I thought, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you guys are showing this movie is PG-13, okay, if you say so. I personally like the horror themes because, like, it was, like, something new to add to Marvel. Like, oh. Obviously, this oh, is the yeah. first proper horror. And I'm really into horror anyway, so, like, it didn't really phase me. Oh, yeah, I didn't, like, I liked it. I mean, I'm not a horror fan, personally, but I liked, the, I liked it a lot. And we'll get to, we'll talk about it in a second, but we have a lot to talk about in this episode. So before we do all that, let me just quickly do everyone's favorite part of the podcast, the admin. Guys, if you're new on this podcast, thank you. If you've come because of either Priscilla or Zakara, like, thank you. We're not always, the podcasts are not always this good, but just just stay, stay anyways. Um, last week, we released a couple of episodes, one on Ozark's final season. So if, if you watch Ozark or if you watched Ozark, please check that out. I also released an episode earlier in the week where I spoke with TMT about Moon Knight's finale and some of our thoughts on all the TV that is going on right now and also that House of Dragon, House of the Dragon trailer. So again, please check this out. Um, I'm also going to be covering Better Call Saul and Barry Weekly, and we're going to discuss the Atlanta finale at the end of the season. There is so much coming up also in June. So please subscribe to this podcast, whatever platform you're listening on. That way you can get notified when new episodes come out. And also, please, more importantly, please rate and review us if you're listening on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That really helps us get out there. Someone once told me, that the reality I thought I knew was just one of many. Be careful which paths you travel down. Stronger than you have lost their way. You think there will be no consequences? We're in the end game now. I sacrificed everything. And it meant nothing oh strange what have you done i never meant for this to happen you cannot control everything 
You brought this on yourself. You break the rules and become a hero. I do it and I become the enemy. This doesn't seem fair. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is the sequel, I guess, in some way, to 2016's Doctor Strange, written by Michael Waldron, who was the head writer on Loki, directed by Sam Raimi, starring Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Benedict Wong, Sushi Gomez, and Rachel McAdams. Um, okay, guys, so I want to do a bit of a curveball here, and please bear with me. I personally think there are more good things than bad in this movie. Personally, I might be wrong. We'll see what, what we think of this podcast. So I don't want to finish on a bad note. I want to start... Let's start with the criticism. Let's start with what you did not like about this film. Yeah. I don't want to say that the CGI was bad because I personally feel like this was some of the best like CGI Marvel has done. But at the same time, where it was crucial, I felt that it was very spotty. Especially, um, you know, when Doctor Strange had the third eye? Mm-hmm. It proper looked like a cartoon to me. Like, I started laughing because I was like, there's no way they go away with this. Like, this was seen and it was recorded, and they just thought, yeah, that's fine, we'll put that in. That wasn't doing it. This is me really nitpicking, but that mm-hmm, didn't yeah, do course. it for me. And I'll check my notes here. I made a whole dissertation for this podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank uh, you. I always feel bad when people talk about bad CGI because I just, I never see it. I don't know if it's like, people are always like, oh, I see this, this movie has bad CGI. I'm just like, really? I, I don't know. Maybe, I've, maybe, maybe <laughs> expectations are lower or my standards are lower. I just, I never really see when people say bad CGI. So I, I don't know if I have to, like, need to really look nowadays to see it. But I mean, I see, I know great CGI when I see something like Dune, but I never really see bad yeah. CGI, if that makes sense. But sorry, continue with your list. Fair enough. Um, I wasn't really happy with the fact that, because, you know, it's multiverse of madness. So, like, I expect a lot of shit to be happening all at once. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No one, no one cares about this podcast. We're, we're like the internet's bastard <laughs> child. Nobody cares. No one is looking at what we're saying. Say whatever you want to say. So like, I felt a lot of shit to be happening all at once. There was a bit of that, but especially at the end of No Way Home, when um, obviously all those like portals in the sky were opening up, I expected like some of that to run into multiverse, like an explanation as to why that was happening. And then I thought also like whatever, whatever was coming out of all those portals could be like a villain. Because I wasn't really expecting Wanda to be the main villain of the movie, but we'll get into that, like with the characters and stuff. Yeah, that would be my criticisms. Well, the thing, just quickly before I move on to Priscilla, the thing with um, No Way Home wasn't that like quite explained that that was like those were like people that knew Spider Man or Peter Parker. I mean, obviously, there's a bit of we're still not really sure of the rules of the multiverse yet, but yeah, exactly. Well, your point about a lot of shit happening is something I want to touch on. I want to touch on. I didn't have the podcast. It's, it's a little. It's a topic I have. I want to discuss with both of you. Actually, okay. I get. I get your point, and I think it's something that really. I definitely think it's something that has affected the way people view this movie or enjoy this movie. Yeah. What you've just said, but um, Priscilla, what were you? Any criticisms? Any general flaws where you feel like this movie didn't succeed? My main criticism of Multiverse about this was script. Okay. It seemed like Wanda, so Elizabeth had all the lines that were good came from her. Okay, so when you say script, you mean dialogue? You mean like the the actual, like the words? Dialogue, the actual dialogue itself. Mm -hmm. All the good lines went to her, which I wasn't mad about. You know, I'm here here for bad women doing evil things. Yes, sir. But it seemed that the dialogue was weaker for the other members of the cast. Mm. 
like America's dialogue was odds, I think, in many ways. You can tell that they were constantly reshooting and that there was a constant change of script and like there wasn't a consistent from like from the start of shooting to the end of shooting, this is what we're doing. Mm. You could tell this was very rushed because I was sitting there and I was like, okay, this is a little bit bizarre. <laughs> um, sometimes the script, the dialogue will hit and I'm like, yes, I love that. Other moments it would be like, what are you saying? Like, this doesn't make any sense <laughs> in this moment. Um, you're not providing the emotional beats that you think you are. Mm. Mm. I think they, the script writers thought they probably were doing. It was it was the most prominent in the Illuminati scene. I was like, oh God, okay, this is and God bless them. They tried. I think John Krasinski and particularly the Shona Lynch. I'll give that props. They they did a decent job with quite shoddy dialogue at times. But yeah, that was my main issue. Just the, the dialogue. It was. Oh, I laughed at some points, which is what I don't want to when watching a Doctor Strange film. If it's not a joke, I was like, oh, this doesn't make any sense to me hmm. yeah but yeah okay i mean there, it, there is a lot of there's a lot of heavy exposition in this film and i think by what it sounds like what you're saying is like all the characters that were had to carry the exposition i.e america chavez and the illuminati scene were the ones that had to and okay no no i understand i think i understand what you're saying i think i understand what you're saying See, now that I've heard, like, what you guys are saying, I'm going to, like, when I go watch it, I'm going to go nitpick every single thing you guys have said and see if I can pick it up as well. I only picked up this dialogue thing the second watch. The first watch, I was so consumed by everything that was going on. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And the second time, I was like, huh, that's okay. So, I mean, not to, I really don't want, not we'd have enough time to even fix it. I don't want to fix it on, like, this particular point. But is it? Yeah. So is it in terms of, where the dialogue is taking the story or what somebody, what the character is saying in relation, in response to another character or what kind of lines like... Where really... it's taking the story, mm. that was my main issue because I think it wasn't... I think it, the dialogue and then the script writing itself in terms of taking it from one scene to the next, I think pushing the story along, it just wasn't making any sense to me. Like some points would be really good. I think the third act was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Third act was flawless. I had no really main issues with that probably apart from one thing, which we'll probably bring up when we talk about characters. But the other two, the first two acts, I was like, mm. the way it was trying to move the story along, I wasn't really vibing with it. it not necessarily nit- nit- like little things characters said, it was more pushing the story along that I wasn't really jiving with and it mm-hmm. wasn't making any sense to me. But that was only the second time when I watched it because the first time we were just so consumed by, oh my God, you know, everything's going on too much and the second time I actually could look at it more critically and be like okay let me actually watch this and watch this objectively and not be my fangirl because obviously I love Doctor Strange and stuff so yeah it's like it's not something I automatically got because you're just in it for the yeah. ride and you're like oh my god yeah. I felt like if they had made it longer maybe like that's what you were saying about the whole rush thing if they had like made the movie like because I came out of that movie, I was like, "There's no way that was like two hours." I felt like an hour to me because it's such an imp- it's a crucial movie because you're talking about so many things like the multiverse and like the different variants stuff like that. So I I think it just is deserved a bit longer. So that part where you were saying about how they were just like cutting the different scenes, that's probably because they probably wanted to make it shorter. That's why I'm thinking like that's what happened because I'm trying to think like why did they make this so rushed and short? But then. When you said that, it made me realize that, okay, maybe that's what they were doing. 
I think it could have done with an extra 20 minutes. Yeah. I think an extra 20 minutes, like five minutes between for a few scenes would have made things a little more seamless because the third act I didn't really have any problems with, to be, feel me to be completely honest. I really enjoyed it. I think it was the Illuminati scene specifically. I was like, oh, this is so quick. I wasn't well, expecting them to go into lengthy dialogue and yeah. stuff, but it was, it was like, it was just like that. Yeah. Let's talk about the characters and the performances of, of or at least the main two characters. Um, I want to start with Doctor Strange, but I need to come about Doctor Strange. Um, Priscilla, I saw your Twitter and you've had some spicy takes on Strange, or more specifically, <laughs> Cumberbatch as Strange. So, oh no. Are you willing to share these takes with our five listeners? Doctor Strange, Benedict as Doctor Strange is hot. That's my take. Benedict I, as Benedict. I love the fact no. that you can, you can back it. Like, you, you came out and you said it and you, you're standing by it. That's fine. Standing with chess. Yeah. I stand, I stand tall in it. I stand beside it. If anyone wants to fight me, fight me. Can you, oh. can you pinpoint? Oh. Do you know, do you know what, what does it for you? Is it the goatee? Is it the black hair? I, I don't know. And it's, it's bothering me because I don't think he is. I watched Sherlock. I didn't think, whoa, like, this is a hot man. Mm-hmm. I watched him in so many things. I've never thought of it. And then I don't know what he is. If, if it's the hair, the goatee, the outfit, if it's the edit, I don't know. I just remember him sitting up in that bed. I thought, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more about like the confidence because like you said in Sherlock, he was more of like the, not quiet, but he wasn't like as bold like he was like in Doctor Strange. But in Doctor Strange, he's like, yeah, I can do this and I can do that. I'm going to go to this place and do this yeah, right now. So it's more like- Don't start with that agenda. Like, don't start with that confidence like, is sexy agenda. That's bullshit. <laughs> Like, it is. It the is, real, it is men it is. know the truth. Don't 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 come like girls no, always like come less sexy. That's because like imagine imagine if please. a guy like this is by the way, but like imagine if like Doctor Strange, Sherlock Holmes is trying to move to you and he's like, Hi, how are you? Um want to take you out to dinner, possibly if you want. But if Doctor Strange comes up to you like, I would love I would love to take you out to this dinner place, this is this and I'll show of course like you would be more attracted to that than like Oh, yeah, but Priscilla it? said he's, he sat up in his bed. She didn't say anything about the confidence. He didn't sit up with confidence. No, I agree with the confidence. Sure, okay. There's something about the arrogance. Okay. Okay. I think Benedict should look like that for the rest of his life. It works. I mean, he's, he's it not, works. What is he? Is it? What does he have? Brown hair? I think. Oh, it's like it's like brunette hair. Yeah. He needs to put that grey streak in it. <laughs> I'm feeling his it. face does look like. More square, rectangular. Yeah, they definitely use like makeup to make him more like yeah. Like, or maybe it's the good Um. Okay. So, attractiveness aside, what did you guys think of Strange in this movie, and also Cumberbatch's performances? Performance. Uh, let me start with Yusuke because I think Priscilla might need a second to cool down. <laughs> um, I definitely think he did really well, especially mm. playing all those different variants. It's not an easy thing to like do all of that and still like maintain their own like individual um what would i say like personalities Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. you just have to i don't know what the trait is but you just have to have that thing that gives each character their own special like thing and i think he really did that well especially like obviously he would have to have keep switching between scenes keep switching between like doing this and that Mm -hmm. and i was I, i felt proud of him like as I was watching that movie, I felt proud. I was like, yes, from 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 Sherlock Holmes going on to this. Like I was really proud of him. 
This is Oscar nominee Cumberbatch we're talking about here. He's acting like he just came out of drama school last year. What's going on? No, but like obviously, like when you've watched Sherlock Holmes, like you just have to compare like the growth and you've just seen like how much he has done. And obviously he was already mm-hmm. really good in Doctor Strange, but then also in this, like you could see because in the first Doctor Strange movie, he was more like arrogant mm-hmm. and more like, oh, you can't tell me what, like, I, I can do this by myself. But like in Doctor St- the second Doctor Strange movie, he accepts more help from people and he realizes like, oh, I need like the Sorcerer Supreme. I need like the little, because in the first Doctor Strange movie, there's no way like a young girl would have gone up to Steven and told him, I, you're going to help me do this. And he'd be like, yeah, sure, let's go. Yeah, no, 100%, 100%. Absolutely not. Um... I mean, this is a strain that has obviously been through Infinity One and Game and No Way Home. Priscilla, what do you think of the performance and the character in the movie? Um, I thought his performances in all the variants brilliant, mm-hmm. which is a testament to his craft and his acting. Um, I actually connected with him as Six One Six Strange mm-hmm. more than I ever have before. I really, really like. I remember watching the What If episode four episode. And I was like, oh my God, I'm really crying over this, this man. That's, this a, that's man a tough episode. That's, 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 a strof- <sighs> that's a stressful episode. I've never cried so much. I was weeping. I thought, wow, okay. Mr. Wizard's got me in my feelings a bit. Mm-hmm. But I thought, oh, you know what? Maybe he won't do this to me in the live action. Mm-hmm. But to actually really see him, um, you know, tell Christine that he loves her in every universe and actually see him change, see him take in America the way he probably probably he doesn't remember now probably wanted to with peter mm-hmm. but he did at the end i was like wow you're making me cry <laughs> and I, I think he had a, a lot of development like the strange we met at the start of the film is a completely different strange at the end i feel like I got yeah. closer with christine mm-hmm. um he fixed the watch took us a hundred years <laughs> he fixed the watch finally finally and I actually feel like he's actually at a good place in his life where he can take the next steps. Whereas before, I didn't really ever think that oh, he's going to get anywhere because he was always there was always something holding him back. I think No Way Home was the start of it and him connecting with Peter, but I think this really finalised it. Um, I just feel like I know him now in mm-hmm. the same way. Like I knew if he ever dies in the MCU, I'm going to cry. <laughs> if this was two movies ago. I probably would have not cried. Yeah. Like, oh, this is sad. Yeah. But it probably wouldn't, it wouldn't really gut me. But obviously now I'm like, oh, no, I really connect with you now. I understand why you are the way you are, what happened with your sister. Yeah. Why you want to help people. Mm. I actually get, I think, what if No Way Home and this perfectly made me feel like, okay. Yeah. Like, I get you now. Maybe the script did have some good parts, just with, in terms of strange. Maybe, because I'm just thinking about it now. And I was, and you mentioned, obviously, um, Peter, our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man who may or may not shoot out webs from his butt. And I remember watching it in the movie, even the first time I watched it, and I don't know if it's a testament to the script or if it's me imposing my own biases and like knowledge onto the film, but I, I could see him making decisions with America that were opposite what he did with Peter. Like, he had learned. Like, even the, there's a point when he's he shouting. He When he's shouting at America and then he stops. And you can see that that's not just, that's something that he's like, I don't want to do the same thing over again. So I don't know, again, I don't know, maybe maybe the script wasn't thinking of doing that. Maybe just us taking that. But you can see that, like you said, he's he's grown, he's evolved. It's interesting because obviously this movie was originally meant to come out before No Way Home. So that, that's something they've tried to include in the script after the changes were made and all that. So, 
we talk about movie stars a lot on this podcast. And I think once or twice we talk about movie stars who are also like great actors. It's like, that's a very, very select few people. And Cumberbatch is a great actor, even though my co-host would disagree. And I think he's becoming a movie star. Like you can see him becoming a movie star. You can, that confidence you guys are talking about that is different from Doctor Strange 1 is him becoming a movie star. He's like, guys, I've been in Infinity 1 Endgame and No Way Home, yeah. like three three billion dollar movies i'm a movie star now like so I, you can see him like just move with a different kind of energy and then you need like you when you're a movie star you need to be a great actor because then you can do some of the things he's doing in this movie like you can deliver a line like the same way rdj would deliver i love you 3000 you can deliver i love you in every universe and people in cinema can be crying because like you're a great actor and you can make that believable it's very easy you can come out and be like oh wonder like this is wonder's movie wonder 18 in this movie and everything but I quickly remember because back when Black Panther came out, people were like, oh, this is Killmonger's movie and everything. I was like, guys, <laughs> what T'Challa is doing is as difficult, like from an acting point of view, because it's your movie, but you almost have to like take a step back and make sure everyone around you is shining. Like, this is a Doctor Strange movie, but really, he's the quarterback, he's the midfield, and he's like, okay, how do I get America the ball to shine sometimes? How do I get Wong to shine? How do I get Wanda to really shine? Like, how do I, how do I even get Christine to shine? Like, I don't need the spotlight to be on me. I think the closest thing I can think of is maybe Civil War, where it's like Cap's movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there's so many people that are, that are doing things. Like, Iron Man, is, Iron Man always shines because he's RDJ, he's Tony Stark, that's his character, it's going to shine. But like, Civil War, Black Panther, the movies where like, the title character is not the one that is like, that you think of first. And that's, that's intentional. That's only great actors can do that because a mediocre actor or a movie star would want to always get the best lines and always want to be like, Stories about the Fast and Furious franchise are there where they're like, I have to get as many punches as the other guy. Like, they always want the spotlight to be on them. But Strange is like, no, 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 no. For the story or for whatever, I'm okay, let America just shine here or a wonder. It also just shows you how much, like, Marvel trusts him, both Cumberbatch and also, like, the character. Like, they're like, we don't have to spend so much time building you up. Like, if it's a... <sighs> I like a lot of the Marvel characters. It's not just like an insult, but, like, if it's an Ant-Man movie... The movie's job is to make you like Ant-Man more, right? They're not going to bring in Wanda and then she takes the movie from him. But like the Doctor Strange, they're like, no, no, we just have faith that you will like Doctor Strange when this movie is over because we believe that if we give Cumberbatch this little thing, he can make it work. From a character point of view, nothing here was subtle. Back to, we're talking about like the script and I don't come to Marvel movies for the subtlety of script. So <laughs> it's, and the, the fact of, of Strange choosing a different path. I mean, they always say it's the only way, right? He said it right from Infinity War to Tony. He said it to, I think he said it's an Endgame as well. And it was like, this was the only way, this is the path or whatever. Um, I think um, Ponytail Strange says that America at the beginning of this movie. Um, so basically that quote of it's the only way is like Strange believing that his idea is the only way you can do it, right? And obviously it comes back again when Wong says it and that's meant to show us that Strange is like, he's learning, like, like Zakara said earlier, he's, He's evolving and he's deciding that, like, maybe, again, not subtle, but maybe I can let someone else hold the knife, right? Maybe it doesn't have to be me. Yeah. Admittedly, it's a very straightforward development, but I think it's also a development that a character like his has to make. Like, Tony had to do it. So, like, I think it was done well. Again, not subtle, but done well. But, yeah, I mean, I'm talking a lot. And I apologize. One thing that the movie doesn't fully address, and I'm, I hope they do going forward, I'll be something that they just throw away, is, like, I titled it in my notes, The Hypocrisy of Strange. And I think that's on, like, one that says it quite plainly, like, you are mm. um, dreamwalking. Like, dreamwalking, you hypocrite. Yes, exactly. And I think 
he does he dream walks and all he dream walks into a dead body like that's not something we can just walk away from necromancy like, really bad yeah mm-hmm. so i i don't know I, i'm not like i'm not saying they're gonna make him a villain but i would really hope they move the universe mcu like holds him accountable to that in one way or the other you have to battle with that i think you have to wrestle with the fact that he's like he did everything that yeah and also the fact that every other strange in every universe is terrible there's like yeah. proud and arrogant and terrible like <laughs> guy like yeah we need to deal with that so that's something i really yeah, hope they, they deal with going forward yeah yeah that arrogance is like really bad because if you remember at the end of um the first doctor strange movie he used the time stone to um like rewind all that stuff the fights and stuff that happened at the end of the movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i don't think they because that was meant to be like one of the reasons why Mod- Mod- Mordo, Mordo. Yeah. I was going to say, I was about to say Modric. <laughs> My boyfriend's been influencing me too. But like Mordo mm. was, that really angered him because you, you, he tampered with the laws. And I don't think he ever fully paid for that. But like now in this movie, he's paying for like tampering with the dark hold because now he's going to, he's never going to be at peace again, Oof, basically. Wow. Okay. So I really hope like what you said, they really battled that, like the arrogance because it's, it's really detrimental to him. Yeah, um, Priscilla, do you have any points on strength before we move on from him? Or just like, what do you think, what do you want to see going forward from him? I think I want to see him create his own Illuminati in the current 616 universe. Oh, wow. Okay, I think yeah. That, like, would, wow. that would be interesting. I don't know who he'd pick. I've not thought that far ahead. <laughs> um, and I think I do... I might actually think of that. I'll put in my notes. <laughs> put in your notes. I want him to be in it. I, I'll be in it. I want him to pick his own. And I I want him to face a little bit of consequences. You know, he did some wiffy wiffy mm-hmm. in that film. He caused pure Wahala and I think he, he he does need he needs to be reined in a little bit. Yeah. Um I don't want him to be jailed. Um maybe, you know, a telling off. Yeah, I don't a mild telling off. I don't know if there'll be consequences, but I want them I also want to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. And check and check him for. I want him to be checked. In the first one, he sort of did. I feel like if Wong really checked him, I think he'd be like, "Whoa!" Because I think with mm. with um, I can't say Chris, you know, with Cap and Tony, it hit harder because them two were boys, mm. yeah, and them two were sticking together. I think if it came from because Mordo, he's gonna be like, "Yeah, you, me, me, and you beef all the time in it." Yeah, I think if Wong was to say to him like, "You know what, G? I'm not gonna lie, you moved mad." But I don't think he would do it because obviously he he was the one that won it. Yeah, because I because it almost seemed like Wong was like you got you know what, I saw what we we're fighting and you had to do because it. it was almost like because Wong basically told him to steal America's power. I, I kind of feel like Wong was like yeah just do it. Yeah, yeah, just do it. Might as well. <laughs> I mean, to refer to Wong, who was like, look, half of my students have, have died. Just do whatever <laughs> you need to do, and like so maybe to be Wong that would check him for this particular thing. Maybe maybe something else that comes up down the line. Wong would be like, bro, bro, they could they could really play around with this character in a nice way, like. He's not cookie cutter. He's not Captain America, right? He has the ego of Tony Stark, and there's a way you can play around with him. And I, I, I think it's possible if they really want to do it. Um, we've mentioned him a couple of times. So I want to just talk about them before we go into the big one. Um, Benedict Wong's Wong and Sushi Gomez's America Chavez. Um, I don't want to. Not that I don't want to talk too much about them, but I feel like I'm sorry. Somebody has to take the shot end of the stick. Um, I think Wong. I really liked Wong in this film. I loved him. Fortify your minds. <laughs> that was Fortify so funny. <laughs> it was like, it's a fort. <laughs> it was so funny. I like, that was so funny. Uh, 
But like we've all seen the jokes, we've all made the jokes about like Wong just peacing out whenever things go bad from Infinity War to like and they're coming up in Endgame. And so I like the fact that like he got to throw hands in this movie, like he got like he brought out his sword, he got to actually do things, he was involved in the plot, he wasn't so I like that. Yeah. But I liked him, I really liked him in this movie. I, th- I thought he got to be funny when he did to be funny. And I just I like the fact that he was involved in the story and uh, he had that whole journey with Wanda and he got to do things. So I liked Wong in this. I would say this about Sochi Gomez. I came out of the movie. And I googled her. 16 years old. I could not believe my mind. I could not believe that. Like, for context, Tom Holland was 20 when he appeared in Civil War. Mm. And we thought he was young. Like, she's 16. I was like, Jesus, fair play. Like, well done. In a way, I almost understand why they didn't give her more to do. Because, like, she's 16. That was almost like child labor laws. Zika, what, what do you want to say about Sushi Gomez and her portrayal of America Chavez? As an actress, I, like, I thought, like, because she was young, I think she portrayed the character really well. But the actual character, America, mm-hmm. oh my God, I have so much beef for her. I have so much beef for her. I really feel like what should, because at the end, obviously it was her that still like saved the day, like opening the portal. But I was really disappointed in the fact that it had to take a, a pep talk from Dr. Strange before she finally realized, okay, I can do this. What I would have wanted or what I would have changed about like her realizing that power I feel like it would have been better if something like Wanda had imprisoned her moms because she hadn't seen her moms for like a long Jesus. time and that was the reason why um, like she had... So we're making this movie darker all that, somehow. Like, the, the problems. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, it's most of us madness, so Jesus. anything could happen. So if she had like trapped her mom in like the little tomb and told her like, give me your powers now or I'm going to kill your moms or something like that, that would have been more of a, like a mm. wow moment that, okay, the love she has for her mom, like the anger that her mom could possibly die. I feel like that would be much better as to why she couldn't then open the portals than a little pep talk from Doctor Strange. Like, can I, I could have gone to the movie and told her you can do it too, but can I, I was throw, really annoyed that that. <laughs> can I just throw it? Can I throw it? Because your criticism is a valid one and it's one that I've heard seen a lot about, about America Chavez. Yeah. But can I throw just a little wrench in that? Like, if okay. Strange doesn't give her that pep talk, right, we don't mm-hmm. get to see a materialization of his change of his development like he's meant to not want to take her power and then convince her to convince her to accept her power do you understand what i'm trying to say true true so like but like she couldn't she couldn't realize a bit earlier like couldn't the pep talk come a bit earlier like why was it that certain time that like that's when she realized oh okay i have the power now open (laughs) no it just it wasn't it for me. I really disliked that. But I'm happy that they didn't make her into that, like, angsty teen. Yeah. I can't remember the name of this girl. The girl in Deadpool, the one that had the oh, angsty oh, yeah. teenager one. I can't remember her name right now. That was really irritating for me. I mean, I'll throw the defense I always... Not defense, but explanation I always throw whenever I'm talking about Peter Parker. It's just like, these guys are kids. Like, she's a kid, 16 years old. Maybe she needs a pep talk, actually, because I needed pep talks when I was 16. <laughs> I didn't I get know. them because I was in boarding school. <laughs> but I needed them. Oh God, did I did I need them? So I but I, I understand your criticism and I think it's a valid one. And I think again, I want to believe, I want to believe that, that they have bigger plans for her her moms. Yeah. Because the way the way and it has like if it comes out that they don't, I will hold my hand up and say I was wrong. But just the way they set up, yeah. I want to believe that they do, and that maybe that's why they didn't play any part in this movie. Um I mean we know that, or at least it's come out that like she was meant to appear in Multiverse of Madness. Sorry, in um, No Way Home, when it was meant to come out after. Yeah. And she was meant to be the one that would, like, obviously get the Peters. So, obviously, her role was meant to improve or increase. Um, Priscilla, what did you think of? Then for what? Oh, sorry. I thought we were doing, like, 
her than Ann Wong than her. And oh, sorry. So yeah, you're right. I, I didn't ask about Wong. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Please yeah. talk about Wong. I apologize. Yes. Um, what will I say about Wong? Wong, Wong, Wong. I'm happy that they find because I was having so many arguments with people about whether he was a sorcerer supreme or not. So I'm mm-hmm. happy they finally clarified that in the movie. But um, I don't know. In the whole Kamatar scene. Because especially, like, you are the Sorcerer Supreme, like, that is your domain. I felt like he should have had more battle scenes with Wanda then than when she was at the tomb, like, when she was in... Because that's, that's like, that's your, that's your yard. You don't even look comfortable in your own ends. Don't look comfortable. I'm around. Like, you should, you should be, you should be defending with more vim. Obviously, Doctor Strange would have had his time to fight with Wanda, but like this is that's like someone coming to your house and you're letting someone else defend you. Like I didn't really like that. Like this is Kamataj, your place. You are the new Sorcerer Supreme. Like show us that you're fighting for them. It's not to tell your students fortify your minds. Like fortify you your minds. <laughs> you need to go and have like you need to fight with Wanda. Tell her, like, hey, you can't come to Kamataj and start disrespecting like my rounds. Like we need to have a proper fight. But um. Benedict Wong, like, as an actor, I thought he did really well, especially because, like, now he has more... Because, like, in the other movies, he wasn't... It was more of, like, scolding or, like, telling Doctor Strange, do this and that. But, Mm -hmm. like, now he was proper talking, like, interacting, making little jokes and stuff. So I really liked that about Priscilla? I'll start with Chavez. Um, Okay, this is hard for me, right? Love the actress. I think she did a decent job of what she had to do. Mm -hmm. I think she could have been used better. I feel like she was just used as a plot device. And I don't think I got to know her. The way I compared it is that when I watched Civil War and Peter only had 15 minutes of screen time, mm. Tom's Peter, I got to know the essence of who he is. Mm. Like I came out the film like, I know you. I'm excited for whatever thing the MCU is going to do you in terms of the films. I'm still excited to see what America does if they do a Young Avengers thing or she comes up in another show or film. But I feel like I don't know her mm-hmm. I don't really feel like I, I don't want to say connect like connect with her if that makes sense mm-hmm. no, so that's sense. my thing with, that's my thing with America and it's not really the actress could have done anything I think it's just probably maybe better script writing I guess yeah um in terms of Wong that's my guy <laughs> I stand <laughs> the Wong cinematic universe lives on yeah fortify your minds is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my 24 years of living on this planet Nothing will make me laugh harder. It's the finger pointing as well. I was crying. Oh, the way he perfo- the way he performs <laughs> it is incredible. Like it's funny. It's the way he does it is so funny. Like he proper means it. There was like that hint of desperation. Like oh my god, please, like don't let her get you. Quantify your minds, please. The best way to explain it is like you know, Revenge of the Sith, um, the um, last Hayden Star Wars film. There's a there's a line that Hayden says. When he turns to the dark side, when I think he's doing, when, he, when he's like, "You betrayed me," and it makes me laugh just as much as that line did. It was very camp. Oh, it was very camp. I was actually your mind. If I just see that line, I just start laughing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I also love the fact that like they didn't even after him shouting, like that guy still lets one again to his into his mind. Exactly. Um. Okay, so we're gonna take a break. Oh, come back. We're going to go. We're going to go for the witch herself. The Scarlet Witch. And we are back. Before we go talk about Wanda, about Wanda in this movie, you two are, are big fans of Wanda Maximoff. 
I mean, it's a garage as soon as her. I won't allow it to affect my review and everything. Don't worry. I'm I'm, 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 a, I'm a businessman. I'll be letting it affect it. You can if you want. Look, this is a, I'm not a critic. No one's paying us. You can come here and just find girl if you want. That's fine. <laughs> I don't like, there's no journalistic standards to be upheld on this podcast. But before we go talk about her in this movie, I have two questions. I'll, and I'll start with you, Zikara, since okay. you have her, her picture on your phone. <laughs> um, did your love for Wonder start and cement itself at WandaVision or was it before WandaVision? And then also, what were your expectations for her, for how she would be using this movie? Okay, so my love for her definitely started like when I started getting into Marvel comics. So even before like uh, I okay. saw her, on, because I wasn't like I was a Marvel fan, but like I didn't really go deep into it until like twenty nineteen. So then that's when I did like my whole like MCU rewatch, and I rewatched like um what's it called Age after of- Endgame. No way, wait, wait, wait. It wasn't after Endgame. I was already into Marvel before, but like I never started reading like Oh, okay. Like I wasn't I just didn't really I just used to watch Marvel movies like, oh yeah, this is a really cool movie, but like I wouldn't yeah, be reading okay, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be reading into it like mm-hmm. I am now. So <laughs> you said after Endgame so disappointedly. No, Don't I was worry. just surprised. Don't <laughs> I, was worry. Like, I was like, your, your lockdown was very busy. Like, <laughs> like, what? So um I started reading the comics and I just fell in love because like, she's she's just like, she's a witch. And I'm obviously I'm into, like I said before, I'm into horror and like sorcery and stuff like that. So like she just really, she really did it for me. I was like, yeah, girl boss, everything. So I'm definitely going to be watching the movies and making sure. And yeah, so after watching Age of Ultron, I was like, okay, like there's no way you had the Scarlet Witch and this is all you did with her. Like, because I, obviously I was comparing her to the comics. I was like, mm-hmm. you guys had so much in your hands and, and you you just made her like an angsty teenager. That's basically what they did. And I was really annoyed about that. And then when Cap kept saying, she's just a kid, she's just a kid. I'm like, no, she's not. She's Scarlet Witch. Stop saying that. <laughs> she was a kid though. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not hearing any of that. She's the Scarlet Witch. And I was just really happy that because Age of Ultron came out 2015, mm-hmm. I was just really happy that after seven years, finally, everyone can see, like, this is the Scarlet Witch. Like, she has so much power, and there's so much she still... Because she's still, like, in Multiverse of Madness, her power was, like, based off more of anger, not actually, like, any knowledge or anything like that. It was more mm-hmm. like she was just, like, raw, going in. Anyone that vexes me, you're going to get it. But I can't wait to see, like, how she grows. And like the power that she just, oh, I'm just so excited. <laughs> oh my God, what's going on? I really am. I'm so excited. This is, this is like Priscilla talking about Cumberbatch. What's going on now? <laughs> I really am excited. And the day before I went to watch the movie, I didn't, because what they sold us in the trailer and also in What If, mm-hmm. I really thought that Dr. Evil Strange would be like the main villain. And he would be the one like causing all the problems like Wahala and stuff. But I didn't really expect, like I, I knew she was going to be a villain, but I didn't think mm. she would have been the villain all through and then clearing the Illuminati and stuff like that. I really didn't think that was going to happen. I just thought like she would be like, um, I want to go see my kids, but I'll stop being bad right now. So like I can get all of this sorted and I can go see my kids. I didn't think it was going to run all through the movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that definitely took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Priscilla? The same two questions. I started liking Wonder. See, I was a huge fan of the X-Men. So as a kid, I used to always read the X-Men comics. Okay. So, and and Magneto was my favourite. So. (laughs) That's a problem. That's that's really problematic. (laughs) What's going on on this podcast? 
I just love, I love a bad person doing evil things. I'm sorry. <laughs> my favourite fictional character is Doctor Doom, which says a lot about me. <laughs> oh my god! I oh. I feel like you need to go. Don't go this podcast is not in person. You need to go see a doctor. <laughs> that's that's a bit problematic. <laughs> the funniest thing is, I am a therapist, so I should be like treating myself. Oh my god! <laughs> that was a major plot twist. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, was, that's like that's, that's, like, a, that's like a multiverse of madness right there. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. I had to. We can't even start unpacking that right now yeah. Jesus. okay so do you just like do you just listen to your patient like you're not you're not as messed up as i am anyways you're fine you're not bad don't worry that's worse like i, mean, I, I know i know worse people me like, <laughs> it's not it's not giving victor <laughs> it's not giving victor no, oh my god please continue it's, jesus christ so oh. i've always been enamored with benito and obviously his kids you know a, a great father mm. um so <laughs> Yeah, great father, definitely. Um, great father. Yeah. There were fathers in the home with him there. And I've always like had a weird attachment to her. Then she did mm-hmm. what she did in those comments. And I was like, wow, <laughs> even me, I cannot back you now. I need to you know, take a step back. But I always felt an affinity towards her. I always felt there was, mm-hmm. I think, as much as she's deprived and somewhat psychotic sometimes and a little bit mad. Yeah. Um, I've always liked the humanity in her. I always felt she's a bit sympathetic, sort of like a Cersei in Game of Thrones. I always felt like, oh, you know what? There's something deep. And these are your references are they're tough, man. Yeah. This is, I've heard Doom, I've heard Cersei, I've heard Magneto. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I've never even watched Game of Thrones, so I can't oh, even understand. Watch everything but season eight. Leave okay. that one alone. <laughs> Noted. Oh, I can't even. I can't even argue. Yeah, somewhere deep down inside, there is good there. Which I like. Not in Cersei. Let's, I'm not going to do this with you. There's no good in Cersei. But anyway, please continue. Uh, talk about what you thought she was going to be like in the in the movie. How can you say there was some good in Cersei? What good oh, is in Cersei? Oh, you've gotten started now. <laughs> a good mom. That's what she yeah, was. I'm sure she was. Okay, yes. That's that's fair. That's actually fair. She yeah, raised, I can't argue she with that. raised those kids. Mothers in the home. Yeah, and they're all either stupid or weak. But anyway, you're it right. For me. I want to start. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Form your own opinions. Okay, I will. I'll get back <laughs> okay. to you. Anyway, please continue. Wonder in the film. Um, she was exactly what I thought she'd be. Really? When she was reading, she was reading that Juju book at the end of Wonder Vision, I thought, mm-mm. <laughs> I was like, mm-mm. Well, yeah, that's interesting. Obviously, we saw. Yeah, you're right. We see. We do see her reading Dark Code in the post credit scene of of Wonder Vision. But okay, that's. Because hmm. I mean, for those, I don't know. Who else? Maybe me and two other people that watched Agents of Shield. We we knew what the Dark Lord would do. Yeah, same. Yeah, I watched um, Agents of Shield as well. Okay, look, we we can join our small island of Agents of Shield watchers. I didn't finish it. Let me be honest. <laughs> power to power to quake. Power to quake. So quickly, what I thought about Wonder going in. I mean, first of all, I love Wonder Vision. Like honestly, I really really like Wonder Vision. Um, I didn't expect full on villain. In this movie, I thought, really? like you said, I I thought it was gonna be maybe Strange Supreme, or even if there, even if one Wonder was a villain, there'll be another Wonder that wasn't. I guess I just didn't think. I just thought. I just didn't think Marvel had the balls to do that. Because you know, in my head, I'm like, she her head was moving like 200 miles per hour. No, but oh yeah, no, no. It, so okay, let's go ahead now. So because personally, I I'm on board with the Wonder in this movie. I understand the development. I agree with it. I don't think. There's anything wrong. But I want you guys to talk about it. And I'm going to clear out. I'm going to let you guys just cook and talk about it. Because 
I've had opinions, I've had thoughts, I've had a lot of opinions and thoughts that are that I can't speak to as as a man. So I would I know what I think, but I want to know what what do you guys think about the way Wonder was using this movie? Do you think her change was justified? Do you think it made sense? Do you think it was wrong? Just tell me what you want to say. I'll start with you, Sakura. Okay. I feel like um Wanda's mental health, we all know, is not good at all. And she has been struggling mm-hmm. with a lot of grief and suffering, which I can understand. But I'm not even trying to like compare or do anything, but I feel like people were more sympathetic to Tony's PTSD like after um, Avengers than to Wanda losing her brother, Vision twice, her kids... And, like, I feel like everyone's just seeing her, like, this angry woman. Mm-hmm. And I really dislike that because, yes, you can criticize her. Like, yeah, she's done a lot of messed up shit. Like, she's killed people. She's endangered people's lives. That's true. But, like, I'm the way people talk about it is more like she's doing all of this because she's a woman, not because she's gone through so much. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yes, I, I do. I do. I'm, I hate this phrase, but apologies for using it. I want to play devil's advocate here. Yeah. And say, again, stating the fact that I liked Wanda in this movie, but do you think it's people that are playing her more as, or are reading her as a woman, like you said, or an angry woman, or an angry mother, yeah, as opposed to someone that's suffering from so much PTSD and grief, or is that how the movie portrays her? Mm, I mean, I feel like the, the movie does like show like what she's been through, but like, she says it like in her words, like what she has been. She said, I've sacrificed mm-hmm. everything and it's meant nothing. Um, when Dr. Strange said that thing about you created your kids with magic, she said, that's what every mother does, which is true because pregnancy is no joke. Like that's ma- that's like magic. <laughs> and she reaffirms like every single thing that she has gone through. And everyone just sees it as like, well, everyone's lost somebody. So might as well like, you get over it kind of thing. Do you get what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And they don't, like, in Marvel, because at the start of the MCU being created, it was based more on, like, the macho superhero kind of thing. There was not a lot of, like, because if mm-hmm. a woman was in it, it was more like Black Widow and she would be, like, the third mm-hmm. trap of the movie kind of thing. <laughs> so not really, like, having any power. So, like, now, like, I feel like now people, like, they're seeing more women and that this one's more of a mother. They're seeing it as more, like, it's it's a, it's a change, it's a it's something new and people, I don't really know if they're really feeling it like that, but yeah. they're going to have to get used to it. And she's a mom. Like she created those children, whether you say it was through magic or what, she created those children and she mothered them with vision. So it's not something that she can just like let go. So I really feel everything she did, like in terms of damages and stuff, it was not justified. Like all those people didn't need to die because you wanted to see her. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again. she's a villain. Yeah, she's we're not We're not saying that her villain. actions are correct, yeah. like 100%. Yeah, she's exactly. a villain. I think my, my the main question, which and then you answer this and we'll move on to Priscilla, yeah. is that do you think the movie, Multiverse of Madness, does it betray the character of Wanda? Or is this in line with the path she was on? I feel like it's, it's in line with the path she's on. Because if you've gone through so many mental health problems, you're going to have that dip that's like you go all the way to the bottom and then it's only from the bottom that you can start going up. So I think at the end of the movie, that's when she realized like, okay, I've done a lot of rubbish. I need to get the dark hold and live within it and 
sort myself out. Do you get what I mean? Like, I mean, now she's at the bottom of a lot of rock. Yes. So <laughs> let's see how she comes up. Yeah, she, I mean, <laughs> she can do it. I have faith in her. She can do True. it. So speaking of mental health, let's, let's, I guess let's veer off to our resident <laughs> therapist. Um... So Priscilla, yeah, same questions. What do you think, what do you think of Wanda's character in this movie? Do you think the movie betrays the character that we've seen from Age of Ultron to WandaVision? Mm, I, I liked it because okay. everyone knows I like evil women. So like we're three for three. This is not a very balanced podcast. I, I, we are not very representative right here. Yeah, right no, now. We all like, we all like Wanda in this movie. Because I think if it helps, I understand, I can sort of see where people are coming from. Mm-hmm. But she was always tracking this way. Like, it was always ending in this destination. Mm-hmm. As soon as you mm-hmm. create a hex the way she did, understandably so, in grief, but you mind-controlled a bunch of innocent people. A whole town. A, a whole, whole town. town. They were minding their business, buying their milk, you know, <laughs> watching TV. Going to Tesco. Going to Tesco or going to Walmart. <laughs> going to Kmart, you know, picking up the kids from school. And then all of a sudden, Juju woman comes all of a sudden and you're now stuck in her sitcom. Like, so it was always tracking this way. If someone is, I mean, if it's a people understand is that she's so powerful mm-hmm. that her grief would also impact everyone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's not like a, like a normal, okay, I don't want to say a normal person, but a standard, an everyday woman like she's not gonna, you know, she doesn't have got the power to do what she, what Wanda has. Wanda has inexplainable power. So the same way with Tony. As soon as Tony, you know, had that thing happen in Avengers One, he creates Ultron to protect everyone, mm-hmm. and then that fails. Mm-hmm. So, like how he's one little thing, that one little bugbear. He's like, okay, no, everything now must get wrapped up. I've got to protect the whole world now. I think sort of armor around the world. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when you've got people with that amount of power, it's, it's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. And I think I think what the film does well is you can understand exactly where she's coming from. She's not. She's moving very mad. Very oh, mad. Yeah. She's yeah. been madder than I've ever seen mad being moved. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's, there's a humanity behind it. I understand it. And at the end of the day, she still, she recognised she's the one. I think what made this film better is that she saw it. Mm-hmm. No one told her she saw herself mm-hmm. and was like, you know what, Rati, this is a bit mad. My kids are scared of me. I'm moving a little bit crazy. And then she destroys the dark world in every universe. If mm-hmm. she was, you know... And I mean, they'll she, say women don't take accountability. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She said so... Looks like accountability to me. Mm-hmm. I do, I do think because I was thinking I was like it's very possible that because was either America or Wong. I can't somebody was like, I think it was Wong. It was like, what about your those kids' mother, right? And she doesn't reply. She doesn't reply because I think deep down she knew. I think she 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 didn't want to confront this. Like I think where your biggest problem is when you're faced with a mirror of what you're doing. And I think she didn't. She doesn't reply to that. She wonder had bars throughout the entire movie. When when they ask her that question, she has nothing to say. Yeah. So I think it's when. It, which makes sense that when she now is presented to you by America's actions at the end, she's like, yeah, shit, okay. I really can't do this, can I? I liked Wanda in this movie. I, I, the progression made sense to me. Like, I thought there was going to be a good Wanda, quote unquote, because I thought like Marvel would want to make her a hero. I didn't think they would go yeah. this far. So it made sense to me. And again, like we said, we saw her doing the Dark Lord. I never thought that she was 
held accountable enough in Wonder Vision for her actions. Mm. So I always expected that it was going to come back bigger later. So I always, it always made sense to me. But then, like I said, I saw the, the takes. And if anything, I'm, I'm at best sympathetic or at worst, like too scared to put my mouth. I'm like, no, you're wrong. This is not sexist. <laughs> so I was like, I wanted to generally know what, like, if I was, if obviously it was my privilege and my bias, I was making me not see something. I saw a tweet from a friend of the podcast, Nicole. Um, shout out to Nicole, by the way. If you guys haven't listened to our Batman draft episode, it's on, it's on the feed. It's really fun. We drafted a, a sequel to the Batman movie. I really enjoyed that. But some of her tweets made me go back. And I was thinking, like, Wanda has only been, at least to my knowledge, because let me know if I'm wrong, Wanda's only been a hero in this universe between the end of Ultron and the beginning of Civil War. Right. Like, we've never... Like, she's never really been an Avenger on screen. Every other time that she's fought, like, a bad guy, quote-unquote, has been for personal reasons. Just to defend herself of yeah. her vision, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's never been a selfless Avenger. She never said she was nice. This was, this, this was my point. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this change is as, like, stark as everybody wants to make. Like, Thank you. Like you said, this was, this, this was she my point. controlled an entire town. This was my point. She's morally grey. I think Nicole mm-hmm. said it herself. At best. She's, she's grey at best, gray. yeah. She's not all good and she's not all bad. She's just in the middle. She serves her own interests. Mm-hmm. Whether if the interests are going to serve her well, it's going to make her do good, hence Big Purple Guy, then yes. If it's not going to serve her interest, the interests of everyone else, but will serve her own, she'll do it. Hence, end of One Division and now the movie. I mean, what does she say? What does she say when she's fighting Thanos? What, like, you took everything from me? Yeah. Now you took half of the world or half of the universe. Like, you took everything from me. It's, like, about me. She's for herself. And I write that. Yeah, anyone that thinks, if your criticism is that you think that this, this turn or this change is, like, out of the blue or weird or whatever, then my question would be, and this is a very fair question, I'm, I'm asking it in good faith, is that do you think that WandaVision redeems her? Does WandaVision make her a good person? No. Because I can't believe that. Because I, no. she's enslaving this town for... Nine episodes, and in the last five minutes, she's not. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't say that, okay, now that's fine. Let's go see her save the world. Like, no, mm-hmm. like, she has to have some... Re- Either she's greatly punished for that, yeah. or she goes she goes worse. Because to me, I've, I've, I saw this as kind of like a, a trilogy of her arc. So I think it's Wonder Vision, Multiverse of Madness, and wherever we see her next. Either they make her, they redeem her, or they make her full-on anti-hero. But I think it's like... Villain. Yeah. Like you said, she has to go really bad before she can come yeah. even close to being gone. I, I don't know. Personally, and I think I'll stand by this, the change didn't, wasn't jarring to me. Any. No, it wasn't jarring at all. Like, you guys are obviously Wonder fans, so if anyone was going to be offended by the change, it might be you guys. But to me, it tracked, it made sense. So I, I, don't, I really don't think it was Same. that much of a betrayal of her character. So. And, like, we know how we were talking about how, like, she does things for herself. Like, she doesn't really, mm-hmm. like, not really about other people. I feel like it started from Civil War, because remember when she was the one who knocked down like yeah. she she basically called like that destruction and stuff like that and like everyone was calling her like not everyone in not Lagos. the Avengers everything but yeah in Lagos they were like oh that like, <laughs> sorry I'm sorry not that I said not that I said Lagos like you were like yeah in Lagos like 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 I I, I didn't actually mean Lagos I'm sorry yeah, I, I got was, you, was man. but that's how they said it I just want anyone, anyone that is listening to not think that that's how I actually pronounce Lagos please, please. I grew up there please <laughs> I just need to put out my Nigerian credentials out, please. Anyway, sorry, continue. And she was really beating herself up about it. Mm -hmm. And then Vision, like, told her that thing about, like... No one dislikes you, Wanda. Thanks. 
Oh, you're welcome. No, it's a involuntary response in their amygdala. They can't help but be afraid of you. Are you? My amygdala is synthetic, so. <laughs> I used to think of myself one way, but after this, I am something else. I'm still me, I think, but that's not what everyone else sees. Do you know I don't know what this is? Not really. I know it's not of this world, but it powered Loki's staff, gave you your abilities, but its true nature is a mystery, and yet it is part of it. Are you afraid of it? I wish to understand it. The more I do, the less it controls me. One day, who knows, I may even control it. And I think from there, she took it left. Like, she took it like, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm going to do what I want. Who's going to check me? So I don't think she really, like, anytime Vision spoke to her, it's like it went in and out of one ear. It was like, okay, yeah, you said your, you said your thing. I'm going to go do my own thing now. And I think that's why they were on opposite sides in Civil War. If you do this, they will never stop being afraid of you. I can't control their fear. Only my own. Yeah, because even in Civil War, it's not as if she was fighting, like, because she believed in their cause. She was fighting because Tony Stark, quote-unquote, grounded her. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, really grounded. That was another personal fight. I wasn't like... So, yeah. I mean, I think the, my the summaries are I agreed with the character in this movie. I, like you said earlier at the beginning, um, Priscilla, she had a lot of the best lines. We'll talk about one in a second, but like, do your kids have your mom? Is is top tier? Like, which is like, at least someone with it. Like, I was like, Jesus Christ, wonder what is going on. <laughs> at least there'll be somebody to take care of them. Take care of them. I was like, Jesus Christ, what this this girl? Shit. It was, anyway, it was that um, and when she said what mouth? Nah, nah, that took me. That sent me. I was like, don't worry. Give me a second. Wow. We're, we're, we're gonna get there. We'll spend our time on the okay. to put the good, okay. the good and the bad. Okay. And then obviously, sorry, we can't finish without talking about Elizabeth Olsen. Just eat it. Like, she was just like, is this, is this scenery? So Let me amazing. chew it. Like, she was like, just like, the red, I'm going to be a bit. The red was due. The land was banged on the, the red, door. Like, the, the, the lights were out. No food in the fridge. She was, no water. she gave it her all. No like, she, <laughs> she devoured. Oh my God. She was like, look, yeah, you guys know what? I've never been... Because she was like, I've never been a villain. Like you said, she was what, the angsty teenager. Yeah. And she was like a member of the team. Then she, she got to play around in Wonder Vision in, in Sitcom. She was like, okay, now I'm going to be a villain. I'm going to like... I'm going to I'm gonna show you guys. Like, I'm going to show you guys what I have. Yeah, she's in a different voice. She's acting here. She's like, I'm going to just... Like you said, Rent was juiced. I was like, I'm going to chew the scenery. And it's just like, yeah. Even when she's walking, like when she's walking with a limp, when um, 838's bodies like has been hurt in the bottom, it's just like, yeah. Also, it was very, very good. Very, very good in this. Um, before we move on, any other points on Wonder Vision? No, sorry, Wonder or Elizabeth Olsen. Just in case, like one day she watched, I I love you. This is from Zakara. <laughs> I'm just I love you and keep doing what you're doing. We've mentioned them a couple of times, so let's I guess let's talk about the Illuminati. Um, I'm going to start with the good because honestly, personally, I might be maybe I'm maybe I'm a child. Personally, the good of the Illuminati is very very good. So obviously, I wish. I think somewhere, I think Kevin Feige, because people that don't know, Kevin Feige, for example, has nothing to do with, with trailers. That's markets, as a whole department. So I think Kevin Feige was like, he wished like some things were not, in, were not in the trailer. And watching it, I was like, oh, I wish Professor X was not in this trailer, or yep. his voice was not in the trailer. That would have been nice. But that Illuminati scene, first of all, when 
um, Christine is like, I work for the Baxter Foundation. I was already sitting up in my seat. I was like, okay. Ready. Okay, what do you... Because that, that's like the first real announcement or acronyms of like the Fantastic Four universe. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, we're doing this, aren't we? Then the guy says Illuminati and I had tried to stay off Twitter like the, like the week before the movie came out. And apparently Krasinski was leaked three days before yep. I watched the movie. So thank God I did not see that. I saw I saw Black Bolt, but I didn't see anyone else. Uh, I, yeah, I could do with Black Bolt. Like if I had seen <laughs> Krasinski, I would have been so out then because so here's the thing. I really like John Krasinski. As like mm-hmm. as a performer, as a person, I really like him. Mm-hmm. And obviously Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic has always been fan cast. So when he's going down the list, he goes Black Bolt. I was like, oh I, I didn't watch the human show. That's like the one Marvel show I never watched. It's like oh, that guy looks familiar. And he goes Peggy Carter. <sighs> okay, here's the thing. I'm gonna have a lot of confessions in this in this episode. Okay. Hayley Atwell is probably top three, definitely top five white women for me. <laughs> She's there. Okay, okay. Um, Hayley Atwell, Emily Blunt, Charlize Theron. So you guys can understand why this movie was a big deal for me. Yeah. If I tell you those three are top five white women for me. Obviously, I see Peggy Carter back. Mm-hmm. Always a pleasure to see Peggy in every scene. Lashana Lynch as Captain Marvel is great. Like, I like Lashana Lynch a lot. Loved her in, in the last Bond. Then Krasinski shows up. And honest to God, I'm not even... I legit said, oh shit. And I like, I sat up in my chair and changed position. For <laughs> no reason. I don't know why I did that. I don't know what I was meant to achieve. But I just turned around because I was like, what is good? And honestly, I'm not even joking here. My heart was racing for like the next 10 minutes. Because I could not believe what we were seeing. I could not believe that we were seeing Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. In, like, it's an internet After fan cast. Long, finally. Yeah, it's like it found, like we never thought it was a thing that was going to happen. Like Krasinski yeah, tried out for Captain America in 2011, 10 years ago. We didn't think it was going to happen. I was just, yeah. So to me personally, that was like, I think that obviously we knew, like, even though we didn't know, we kind of expected the three Spider-Mans to be in, in No Way Home. Yeah. So I think that Krasinski, I think it's like the biggest thing I've had since, since Cap carried the hammer in Endgame. Mm. So like I was really, really high for that period. And obviously Professor X then comes in and he comes in with like the 90s, x-men cartoon theme music i like jesus christ i'm you guys are just really killing me right now <laughs> so that's me now you guys can talk about the reality mm. let me start with you priscilla you can start with good can start with bad whatever you want to do go go with the illuminati john surprised me i wasn't expected to love it as much as i did he it captured what i thought reed is because mm-hmm. i love the fantastic four so, also sorry sorry sorry, sorry. also like an older read like a reader has had children so not like the young cocky astronaut read yeah so yeah continue so i loved it loved it i was like okay the fan cast was right um black Bull, that's my dog captain marvel loved it captain carla that's my sister agent carla that's my girl girl boss she's in my heart but that I can do this all day. I want to kill myself. Exactly. I was like, what the hell? Like, why? Make her her own person. Make her own person. Leave. He's gone. Leave him there. Leave him alone. He's never like, gone. Let this He's man always rest. in our hearts. He's always uh, in our hearts. He's never nah, gone. Not, not in my heart. Not in my heart. Jesus Christ. I was like... Let her, like, she should have had her own phrase or something. You can't go out dying and the last phrase that you said was, was copyright. No! I was like, my Caucasian sister... <laughs> oh, this isn't good then Charles Xavier a man of my heart when that X-Men theme was playing I almost started crying mm. 
with the yellow wheelchair. I was like, you guys, oh, you guys are wicked. Oh, my Lord. You're playing this theme. With the yellow wheelchair. I was gagged. I was gagged. I was like, this is it. This is exactly what I wanted. Um, and who was first? Captain Marvel loved it. Loved it. I thought she, she and John handled it the best. Loved what they did with it. I didn't like how she died, though. No, the way she died, we forget about the way she died. We'll, we'll talk died. about death in a second. The, the, death, the death weren't hitting. She had the worst death. It made no sense to me because she's the strongest. She'd have like a... By rocks. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what is going on here? Like, she's like, the strongest, but she should have a tougher anyway. I actually wanted to call Wanda White Supremist at that moment because rocks. <laughs> <laughs> is this who we are? Is this what we represent? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is she doing? Okay. Um, so what were your initial thoughts about Illuminati? And like I said, I already seen Blackboard, so that was really irritating because mm. it's like I was going to also react to that because like, oh my god, the guy who can silence everyone with his mouth, like that was just like a thing for me. I really liked that whole concept and I felt it was really unique. Mm-hmm. Um Captain Marvel, I like I just saw I was like, Oh yeah, Black Sister cool. Like I didn't really like <laughs> I, I wasn't really like, oh my god, yay. And then yeah. um Peggy Carter, I saw I got a bit excited, but then a part of me just told me, and I was right, that they would make her too much like Captain America. And of course they did that stupid line. So that really let me down. And Professor X. Oh my goodness. Like, I had, we obviously we already knew. Mm-hmm. But then when he came out with like, obviously, like you guys said, with the original chair and like, yeah. oh my God, like I was so excited. I was like, oh, and because I, I, I didn't mention this to you, Priscilla, but like in the town that I'm in where I watched the movie, it's like a really quiet town. So everyone else was just like react, just like quiet. And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then like everyone was just looking at me like I was crazy. But that, I, I was really excited for that. And then when yeah. he said that line, um, those that stumble can always find, this isn't the right quotes, but like he said something along the lines of like, you can stumble and still find your way back. He said that, that to someone. He said that to someone in one of the X-Men movies. I was like, oh my Jesus. God, he like reference. Okay. He's doing it again. Like, wow. Is that, is that how deep you're diving in? Like, I, I can't remember. <laughs> came up like, the I, was, I was really, I was really diving for him. Like, right Professor X, like, I really love. He's top tier for me. And the Fantastic Four man. That's what I'm going to say for now. The Jesus Christ. What? Not, not as a diss or anything, but like everyone like a diss. Everyone around me just really had that, oh my God, Mr. Christian. I was just like, yeah, he can stretch. Okay. I feel like you're angry because nobody responded to your uh, Professor X reaction. And you're like, why are you guys reacting to this stretchy man? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because everyone was, I think because there's a lot of kids in there and they're like, Obviously, they were like, oh my gosh, fantastic. I was like, shut up. The real goat was there and you kept quiet. Like, I was just like, I don't have a problem with him, but like, he's not as amazing to me as like he is to everyone else. So I'll just, I'll respect for like his character and everything. I would say like he was, the reveal was okay. And then for the, for the fight scenes, I was terribly disappointed. I really expected like that should have been where the nitty gritty was like going one on one with some of like the strongest and like, more like advanced superheroes you're not dealing with small boys like Kamataj now you're dealing with the big boys like I expected like a better fight scene but when she sliced Peggy Carter with her own shield ooh, ooh, so, I felt that I felt that in my chest so did Peggy um <laughs> so in in defense of that scene isn't do you think maybe the point was that she dispatched them so easily to show how powerful she was 
I mean, yes, like you there's but there's other ways that you can show how powerful because like I feel like there should have been a moment where all of them might have been like attacking her all at once from all angles instead of like because mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me that like everyone was just waiting around for her to finish fighting Captain Marvel, then she would come to Peggy Carter. Like I feel like there should no, be no. moments where she would have like been taking different hits from different people and then she would just have that like explosive like power thing. Do you get what I mean? And yeah. like the but, well, to be fair to aside from Professor X. The individual deaths for the Illuminati just weren't doing it for me. But the Professor X one, wait, I what? was really gagged. No, no, I'm... no, no. You're gonna you're gonna have to retract that in a second. Because wait, well, it made sense to me because there are four of them. Mm-hmm. And obviously she takes out Black Bolt very quickly. Nobody expects that. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Fantastic, like almost immediately turns into like string cheese. <sighs> yeah, he turned into moss. That was really embarrassing. Then, then his harvest is <laughs> his harvest is Captain Carter and uh, Captain Marvel. So I think is like those first two deaths are so quick. They're, no, they're, they're heroes, quote-unquote. They want to calm her down. They don't want to kill her. But like, it was embarrassing because they were like, oh, we can handle you a little witch. You couldn't handle anything. <laughs> I think if this was an Illuminati movie, maybe like would have seen would have seen more from that point. But this is meant to be show wonder is for me, they're still going to kill the probably the strongest people in the, in the, at least in this universe. I think you're right. If there was going to be more time, it's a, a longer fight there would have been nice. But then, would he have, it would have been nice, but would he have served the story? Because what would he have told us? They told us the same thing. I would have been okay if, like, she killed all of them, but, like, there should have just been more, like, combats, that kind of thing. Like, it was more like, okay, I'm here to clear everybody on the roster. Everybody get in line. I'm about to finish all of you. It didn't really feel mm. like a, a fight. It was more like, I'm just here to kill you, that kind of thing. But the Professor X, oh, the Professor X, of course. When you watch, like, X-Men and stuff, you know that this is the king of mind control and mind, like, all things mind. That is his expertise. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. for her, because you could see that he was trying to get into her mind, and then I think she gave him that illusion of, like, okay, we're in your mind now. You can talk to me, calm me down, and tell me that everything will be okay. But then she just flipped this. She gave him an Uno reverse, and he was actually in her mind, and just snapped his neck like it was chicken. Oh, my God. Like I was like, wow, like. That was that was something she 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 ate with that she she knew what she she ate. Okay, so obviously this movie is directed by Sam Raimi. It's his first, I think, it's his first feature film in a very long time. I don't I don't know the exact number of time, but a very long time. His first superhero movie since Spider Man Three. Sam Raimi is obviously icon, legend in the. I mean, he's a legend in the superhero genre because he made Spider Man One and Two, which basically started this whole thing. But also in like the whole horror comedy genre, it's kind of mm-hmm. like his thing. I personally think this is like this is definitely felt like a like a Sam Raimi movie. It felt like a, a movie with a filmmaker stamp all over it. And I think it becomes a Sam Raimi film in the second half of this movie. Like this movie has necromancy. This movie has <laughs> Cumberbatch inhabiting a dead body with dead fighting dead souls. Like, come on, guys. Well, this this is not normal Marvel. What, what? And his cape was made of dead souls. <laughs> yeah, like guys, let's but anyway, yeah, so I, I just liked how... So we're going to talk about the filmmaking things you might like, have liked in the filmmaking bit. I think there's some parts where like the editing started to... I was like, oh, that's, that's a cool transition. That's different. That's like clearly not normal Marvel. Like, I think the first one was when, after Cumberbatch sees Scarlet Witch, and then he does like the thing where Wong's face appears, talking about Scarlet Witch. Then you have the whole editing when Mordo is talking about um, Dreamwalking. I was just like, this is actually quite cool, and it's different, and it's clearly a filmmaker playing around. So I like things like that. What did you guys think? What did you guys think of the film? Did you think, or rather, let me put it this way. This movie very openly wanted to have horror influences. This movie is PG-13, which I think is the most for a Marvel movie. 
which is why they also got Sam Raimi. So do you guys think the the horror of it worked? Do you think this movie is a PG-13 horror movie? Do you think the horror elements of it worked? Or was it just like, nah, I could do without it? Let's start with the horror fan, Takara. What, what do you think? Um, I mean, we were warned in advance. This is a Sam Raimi movie. You can't come yeah. to Sam Raimi movie thinking everything's going to be happy rainbows and sunshine. No, this is not it. And I felt like his touch was definitely needed in like the complexity of this movie because there's so much you have to like illustrate to people and tell them like this is actually serious like we're not talking about oh it's just multiverse of madness we'll talk about the multiverse of madness like you need to handle it properly and I think he did that quite well and like normally like all the other Marvel movies there you wouldn't really see like something being stabbed out of somebody's eye you would see like maybe like some blood or like somebody but you wouldn't see like like the first five minutes in a normal marvel movie it would just like possibly just stay in the eye and they would pan to the next thing Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. you could see it going in and then plucking it out everything so like that detailing is very necessary because it was scarlet witch that sent that monster so we need it needs to show like yes like this is serious she is on go mode she's not messing about that kind of thing and Mm -hmm. The stuff were all like the visuals were just superb to me. Like I really loved it, especially like when she was in that like reflection case, and then she started coming out through the water and like all Oof. the reflections. It was and so cool. And she does the cool. contortion in. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out of the mirror doing all that like thing. Oh my god, that was it was really good to me. And obviously, when American Strange were traveling through the different multiverses. I, it was just so amazing to me. I really liked the filmmaking, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I mentioned this earlier. One of my main criticisms of the film is that that period where coming to the quote-unquote new universe, I felt like, one, the universe could have been a bit different. It just seemed like normal universe with more flowers or more colors. <laughs> like you could have gone a bit more different there. True. But I also felt like that period could have been quite fun, a lot more fun than it was. Like them traveling through universes was was fun and there's someone that's paints the That was nice. But like when they land, you can have had a bit more fun there. Yeah. Um, Priscilla, what, what do you think of the filmmaking and the horror influences in this movie? Felt like Sam. Like it felt like Sam. The way the camera was moving. Oh, the that his thing where he obviously puts the camera on, and it and it shakes. Shaking it, I'm like, okay, okay, Sam Raimi. We know it's you. <laughs> the musical notes scene, like it was horror camp. Had a great time. Horror camp. That's the right word. Horror camp. Because it it was just. It, you know, just to describe it, when I first watched a Little Shop of Horrors film, that's what this film made me feel like. Like, it's mm-hmm. very camp, very horror. I didn't, it wasn't scary, it was what it freaked me out. Yeah, it's PG 13. You're not going to, like, yeah. you're not watching Soul. I wasn't supposed like... to be scared, but it really did freak me out. The scenes with the souls of the down. I was like, that, why? Like, oh, they're all screaming. <laughs> why? And, and they're all black. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> So was, much. It was so much. And then when they were crowding around Wanda, I was like, oh, not even the Juju woman could stop this. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you and this Juju woman. You've said that so many times, the Juju woman. And like the thing when she like she she broke the fourth wall and then she looked at the camera like, <gasps> yeah, you guys, you guys are coming with me for this. Nah, that. You know, when she looked, me, I was like, yeah, I was she like, let's looked, go. <laughs> she looked at that camera and I thought, there's nothing I can do. I mean, there's... There's probably 8381 when she's walking through and then like the picture turns. I'm like, uh, okay. I'm like, <gasps> and I'm like, the ocean fine. in the cup. The ocean yeah, in the yeah, cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, fine. Okay. Okay, so I'm Raimi. Okay, we're well, ready. 
I mean, this one happens a lot later in the movie, but and it goes back to um, Zakara's point about the gets out of the eye out of Shimogura. When Dark Strange, Strange Supreme, whatever you want to call him, when he falls through that spike, that's it. That's like a Final Fantasy death. Yeah, it was. That's like mm. that's Final Destination. Final Destination, sorry, not Final <laughs> Fantasy. So I remember this story, and I hate the fact that I apologize for bringing up this guy's name on this podcast. But when Joss Whedon directed the first Avengers, they because it goes back to what you're saying about how you can't really poke things. Yeah, there's a rule that I think if somebody, for example, you guys remember when Coulson dies. Yeah. So Loki obviously puts the spear in, and then what we see is the spear coming out of Coulson. Yeah. Now, if you show the whole thing, like if you show the entrance and the exit of the spear, then you go, you can't give a G rating. That's the rule. Mm-hmm. Because that's like, because I don't know what the logic is, but like you can only show one part of the spear. So you gotta show it coming out, you show it going in. So, like you said, him falling through the, the spike and you see the whole thing through his body. Mm-hmm. That's a serious deal. That's and like they also came close as well. Not even like it was. Just and then he stared at. That's like that's a, that's like we're look we're pushing this to as far some conjuring, conjuring as the, the limits. We're pushing it as far as we can. Let's talk about how the Illuminati went out because boy, what mouth! So I've watched this movie twice. And the second time I watched it was in a more packed theater. When that what mouth scene happens, the entire theater was quiet. I just heard this one man way down the line just goes ah like he just he just like, like he just goes ah. wow that what mouth scene and then the guy blows his head blackboard i was like jesus okay okay we're here um he did he did go i mean he went out yeah that was like he didn't even get to fight he didn't get a chance i thought that was funny because like he like he dies from yeah well, it's really pure funny. shock from his like, own mouth. Like, speaking of filmmaking we talk about editing some remy of it all and uh, Priscilla mentioned this a bit, so let's continue. What is your verdict on the musical battle scene? Because apparently this is more divisive than I thought it was going to be. What do you think? Loved it. Good. One word. Love it. One word. I love it. Zikara, what, what was your own verdict on it? It was just so elaborately done. Like you could tell, like they put so much detail into that, and like I think I was reading somewhere about how like um, Evil Strangers like notes had like a darker tone because of something about the placement on the stuff or whatever line i don't know about music so yeah it was corresponding with the score as well like just like yeah exactly and then uh, it was i, was like, I wow. loved it I was like i can't believe it was I was like, that wow, like, how can love. your head like how do you think of stuff like this i was like wow that's actually crazy i i love i love that scene. i think daniel Hoffman's score in this movie is really good mm-hmm. um do you guys have any other things you want to point out from the movie strengths criticism anything we haven't touched on before mm, before we check move my on dissertation <laughs> Okay. I feel like Evil Strange, hmm. they could have done more. Like, not with the fighting or anything, because that was legendary. But I feel like we should have gotten a glimpse of, like, the struggles he has gone through living in that, like, thing by himself and, like, with the capacity of the dark. So that, like, because when I feel like people, when he said that thing about, like, the dark hole comes with a lot of shit, like, you're mm-hmm. not going to be the same, this is this. It will, I don't know. I feel like. When people saw that, I was just like, oh, okay, you're holding on to a bad thing. You'll be fine. Like, but like, I feel like if they had given us like a little glimpse of like what it was like in his head, living mm. there and holding onto the dark hole perpetually, it would have been like, oh, wow, like this shit is serious. Like, wow. I think the hope is that those kind of threads will be explored with Strange, with 616 Strange in future episodes. Because again, 
again, this is this is Strange's movie. It's not like we're not going to focus on the other people, other characters. Then you're making a three-hour movie. Yeah, I feel like we saw we should have seen more of like Strange making more like moral-based choices, like decisions. Because when Vision said, I said Vision. When Wanda said that thing about I can put you in a reality where Christine loves you, I was just like, um, yeah, he loves Christine, but like, like he's not going to die if he doesn't have her. Like he was fine without her. But like, I feel like if she had said something like, because obviously it was always like, only towards the end of the movie that we found out about the thing with his sister. Yeah. I feel like if she said that thing about I can put you in a reality where you could have saved your sister, that would have been more like, ooh, like, ooh, like, mm, is he probably, going yeah. to sacrifice America? Is he going to, he should have had like that, like little moral debate, like, but he should have chosen right, obviously, but like, yeah. I would, I would have wanted to see a bit of that. I think, I agree. I think the problem there is that, not that the wrong, not that she put the wrong ultimatum or whatever, is that the Christine Strange relationship is not as strong as they think it is. Mm. They haven't mm-hmm. done as much. If that was Tony and Pepper, mm. you will understand the battle or Steve and Peggy. Yeah, exactly. But the Christine, the Christine relationship is basically Thor and um, His babe, Jane. Jane. Yeah, like at this point. like So I think they think that relationship is just strong. I would just have to buy into it. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. So I, I understand. You. That's like, you're right. It wasn't as big a thing as, but again, he does tell her that he loves her in every universe. So, mm. You know, um, okay. So before this movie came out, there were all the cameos. We're going to get Loki. We're going to get Fantastic Four, X-Men, all of them. So I want to guess, I asked you guys this question. What's the, in hindsight now, because I know mine. I have one. It's, it, I knew it was stupid even from the moment they said it. But hindsight now, what's the most ridiculous cameo that you saw rumored? Um, Priscilla, let me start with you. Toby's PO was stupid. People are <laughs> crack. I was like, huh? <laughs> I heard that as well. I heard that as well because of the Sam Raimi of it, I guess. But yeah, that was as well. Uh, I was like, guys, what common sense is a common. Why is he going to come here? For what? What's he doing here? What's he doing here? <laughs> For him to go, my back, my back, my back. <laughs> my back. Uh, you're so wrong for that. <laughs> you're actually so rude. That, you're actually so rude. Jesus. Zikara, uh, what about you? was like? I'm probably Deadpool because I'm just like, like, what's Deadpool going to do? I was really confused about that. Like, why would you guys think that? Maybe like in the post credit scenes, that's like maybe like a funny thing. But yeah, I was like, why? Why would Deadpool be here? I I think those two picks are very good picks. I have to tell you that I think I have both of you beat because I think the most stupid rumor was that we're going to see Tom Cruise's super superior Iron Man. <sighs> are you guys mad? <laughs> why would Tom Cruise be in this movie? Are you guys From mad? What are you guys like? Tom Cruise is making. <laughs> Top Gun and Mission he's not coming to do five minutes in the Marvel. What are you guys talking about? Like, mm. I could not believe that was a thing that people thought was going to happen. I would have guessed like an Iron Man variant. Tom Cruise is not coming to do a five minute cameo. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not coming to do Peggy Carter and Illuminati. Are you mad? <laughs> Tom Cruise should come and do five. I could not believe people were saying this thing. It made no sense to me. Like, mm-hmm. it was so stupid that I forgot about it until the movie was over. I was like, oh, shit, we didn't even get Tom Cruise. Like, I, I didn't even think what was going to happen. Um, it's when they were convinced he was in the trailer, I was like, y'all, that's a black for me. Um, anyway, okay, guys, I'm going to wrap up, but I have a question. On t- I feel like maybe it might be too long, but let's see what, if we can answer it quickly. And it goes back to what we said at the beginning, and I think a lot of people's problems in this movie. And it's not like, is, is the MCU too big to not be big? Because people went into this movie with very high expectations. People thought we're going to get the new roster of X-Men and the new Fantastic Four, and like we said, Tom Cruise is going to appear in Deadpool and, and Toby Maguire instead of being his own. Like, do people no longer, after Infinity War and Endgame and Spider-Man No Way Home, no wonder 
no longer accept the standalone film? Like, does everything have to be in everyone's mind? Is it now like a big event? Is the MCU now so big that they can't do something without people having all expectations anymore? Like, even Black Panther, for example, people are like, oh, Namor is coming. Like, a Black Panther that is meant to be as small as possible is like, Namor is coming. Like, everything now has a big thing. Is that, I don't know if it's the MCU's fault or our fault, but like, is it now too big where they can't do a Doctor Strange one? on Ant-Man 1, like those kind of smaller movies? No, it's our fault. Mm. Because Moonlight existed in its own thing. It had mm-hmm. no cameos, nothing. I think fans need to temper their expectations. 100%. And stop. Like, just watch things as they are. Mm-hmm. And enjoy it. And enjoy it. Um, I think p- people got so used to the idea of... I think people became attached to the Infinity Saga mm-hmm. and how one thing links to this and links to this and links to this. Whereas Phase 4 is like, we're introducing new characters, just get to know them, just watch them for what they are, stop thinking beyond what's in front of you. Because I think mm. people are not really appreciating the hero now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what made Moon Knight so great because like, I know Mark and his alters mm-hmm. now. And it was what makes it so fascinating because it was him in his own universe. I think, you know, people, the, the fanboys need to stop. We need to stop. stop. is not coming. He's not coming. They're not bringing the devil. Oh my God. I was literally about to say that because obviously like what Priscilla said about the Infinity War, like where it started giving that people that leeway, like, okay, this is coming. I'm going to have this yeah. and this and this and this. Like sometimes it's actually okay to rest. Like, especially when WandaVision came out because it was obviously it was the first um, Phase 4 show. Oh my God. There was a fly on the thing. It's Mephisto. He's watching her to coming over to take over his girl. Krasinski's coming. Mr. Fantastic like, is coming. Okay. Like, he's I not was, coming. They were like, oh, the Iron Man's going to come back and talk to Wanda and tell her to stop. I was like, you guys should stop. Like, rest. Rest. It's okay. Like, just enjoy the movie. I, obviously, it's okay to have, like, a little expectations here and there. But, like, mm-hmm. go in. Like, if you were watching, like, I like I remember the first time I watched Iron Man, the first ever Iron Man movie, I wasn't going to the movie thinking, okay, we're going to see Captain America, we're going to see Thor. Like, everyone should just calm down. That's what I need to say. Like, everyone needs to calm down. Also, like, you can debate the quality of these movies, right? I, I enjoyed Shang-Chi. I enjoyed No Way Home, obviously. I enjoyed this. I thought Shang-Chi was better than No Way Home, but it's, it's, a, very, it's a very controversial uh, opinion. Of course, of course what ticks are going to... Oh, my God. We're, we're going so me. good. We're going so... Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> My point is that I think people are forgetting, like, the first five years of the MCU. Like, everybody's remembering Thanos appearing, then Winter Soldier, then Civil War, then Infinity War, then Endgame. Like, there was a lot of stuff in between all those things. Like, like there were things, there were smaller movies, there were things that, like, didn't make sense to us at that point until we saw the larger story. And I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, obviously, Marvel, them, they, they, they are doing, like you said, they're doing it, um, not the same thing again, but they are introducing characters. They are Selling, telling a story. They're introducing so many characters, TV shows, movies, and everything. But everybody expects like the story to just tell us what the story is now. Is it Kang? Is it Doom? Is yeah, it Galactus? Exactly. What, 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 what we do it? So I don't know. I, I, it's a, it's actually a problem because I feel like it gives everybody now has that expectation that something big is about to happen, mm-hmm, and it's really mm-hmm. irritating me. Like everybody just enjoyed the movie, and then I saw this tweet that really made me. And obviously, when you're expecting things like that, you get disappointed and then you start shitting on the people who have actually worked hard like the actors and saying oh this mm-hmm. was made mm-hmm. one division was made this was this like stop and then i saw this tweet it was from uh, i'll just reference it just in case from this at zamunda twice i don't know if it was you that retweeted this onto my timeline but he was like he put it in quotes he was like oh yeah MCU, I, 
Phase 4 has no direction, unlike Phase 1, 2, and 3, which culminated in a two-movie feature 10 years after it started with parallel but not conjoined storylines. Like, everyone needs to, you need to give it time. We started this all last year. Everything will build up to something, so, like, just go with the flow. That's what I'd say. And uh, maybe, like I said, maybe we've got so much in, like, the last three, four years, if you remove the COVID years. You've got Infinity War, Endgame, No Way Home. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, I guess this is what... This is what the norm is now, but that's not what the norm is because you can't. That's not meant. You can't maintain that. You can't. You have to have smaller stories. Maybe nobody. Maybe people can't wait another ten years for an Infinity War. Maybe they'll start dropping off. That would be good. I liked it when people were not watching as much, and I just had people I was talking to about Winter Soldier, and it wasn't everybody. Everybody did have an opinion on the latest Marvel movie. It was easier then. Um, but that's me sounding like a like a grumpy old man. So I apologize. <laughs> okay. Um, do you guys have any other things you want to discuss before before we leave? Not on your podcast. You have the mic. Anything you want to say? They haven't said about the MCU. Doctor Strange is hot. That's it. <laughs> I, I think. I think we've established that. That's, those are your. Those are your. Need to points. end it there. <laughs> Wonder supremacy always. And Wonder was right. Wonder was right. Wow. And that Wonder may not be the strongest Avenger because obviously she, her mind is not fortified, but <laughs> she's definitely the most powerful Avenger, and this movie proved it. Period. That's all I have to say. Period. Okay, I mean, okay, I'm not gonna argue. I don't know who's stronger, but like, I don't know. Not stronger, but most powerful. Most powerful. Yeah, but I mean, Definitely one would argue stronger. that she had the dark hold here. Like, if Thor had a version of the dark hold, maybe. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not having that. Argument. I really don't. I don't. Sorry, I really don't like when people do stuff like that. Like, oh, it's because she has this. That is what makes her a superhero. She needs something. Like, it's like saying Iron Man. Iron Man is only big no. because he has a suit. Yes, that's what makes him him. The dark hold is an enhancing drug. The dark hold. Is not part of the regiment. Darkhold is helping her. Who decides the regiment, though? Who decides the regiment? The if Strange was in Darkhold, he would be much stronger than he is. Would that, I was, mean, like, that's like saying Thor has his own power, but obviously he needed his hammer. Yeah. Iron Man's suit was not the same as how it was in the first movie. Let's give Thor a story. I'm not, I'm not going to say Thor is strong. I'm just saying you can't, say, you can't just disregard the Darkhold's presence. Darkhold is obviously I'm helping her I'm not disregarding powers. it, but like she has her own power. Nobody should shit on it just because yeah, she course. has this. She's very she strong. That. Like, Iron Man's his suits became better as he learned from his mistakes. Are you going to say, oh, he's only good because he should give him his first Iron Man suit and let him fight against you know Thanos? Like, you I realize, I realize I made a mistake. I made a terrible mistake trying to engage with you on this. So I apologize. You're all right. <laughs> I, am, I am backing out. Um, no, um, guys, thank you very much for engaging this very long conversation with me about Dr. Strange Motors of Madness. Just final thoughts quickly, like one sentence. Did you like this movie? Did you not like this movie? I think we've all established that it's not a perfect movie. Mm. It's like it has its flaws, but on a good or bad scale, where do you fall? I love this movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it as well. I, I, I think it's a good movie. Um, okay, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you to Priscilla and Sakura for coming and talking to me about this. Um, yeah, thank you. If you're still listening, miraculously, thank you. Please, like I said, please don't forget to rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening on, preferably Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And also follow us so you can get to know about new episodes coming out. Um, yeah, guys, thank you very much. And joining me next week is a man I love in every universe. It's the great Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.